Set tape number 10. Welcome to I Will Write Your Book. My name's Will Hines, and I'm a ghostwriter, which means I write books for other people for money without credit. And this podcast is for hardcore fans of the publishing industry who want to hear what happens behind the scenes when a ghost author meets with his clients, because I record my meetings with my clients and I play them here as part of this podcast, not as part of, as the sum total of the entire podcast. It's just the meetings I have with my clients. With me, as always, is my copy editor, Karen Donahue. Hello, Karen. Well, I'm just thinking, have you ever asked any of these people permission to be on your podcast? No, no. I, 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 when I email them, usually we have a couple of emails just to establish contact, and in the very fine print of my email is... Anything, any conversation we have in the future may be recorded. So I guess you're covered. All right. I guess you're covered. Yeah. Appreciate you checking. Is that a reservoir dogs print in the background? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I'm trying to redecorate. Got a nice little reservoir dogs poster. It's pretty rad. You know, got rid of the old Scarface one, stepped up, you know, upgraded to reservoir dogs. I don't think you, you know? needed a movie poster at all. I don't think that I don't think it's doing what you want it to do. I think it's pretty cool. I used to have an ironic varsity blues poster, but I thought that was lame and now it's just a very earnest movie that I truly love is Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. which I saw for the first time last week. And you loved. just saw it? You hadn't seen it before? Yes. I've heard about it for years and I avoided it. Why would you avoid you know? it? I don't know, just sound, you know, I'm not really into violence so much, but I was just really taken with the clever dialogue and the great characters, mm-hmm. and I, I related to a lot of these guys. So. You did? Yeah. yeah, I got this, post- <laughs> yeah, so thank you for noticing. You're like the opposite of those guys. I, I don't think so. But not in you know, a good I, way. I felt like Mr. Blonde. I felt like the guy who cuts the dude's ear off. I felt like mm. Okay, well, that is not you. Maybe that's mm. who you want to be. I don't know. And I noticed that you're calling me from a, a hall of mirrors. Is that right? I noticed you're sort of surrounded by a variety of mirrors. Am I seeing that right? Yes. Yes. I'm doing an art installation. It looks great. It looks mysterious. Yeah. It's. Is it? Are you in a literal maze? Or it looks like you're in sort of like a maze of mirrors. Yes. It's a maze of mirrors. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a, I appreciate you taking time to do this call. I always take time. And I don't think you're appreciative <laughs> enough of that. I'm busy. I'm doing this whole art installation that I curated, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, based on uh, carnivals, uh, roadside attractions. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I do appreciate you. I'm sorry I don't say that enough. And it, it looks like it's it must be a pretty elaborate gallery if one of the installations is a hall of mirrors. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for you. Uh, good for you. Thank you. Where is it, where are you is this in LA? You're putting the gallery up in LA? No, or? I'm in New York. Oh gosh, I didn't I didn't realize you were three hours ahead. Um This is PS one in Long Island City. Oh, okay. That's like an art place, right? Oh God. Sorry, I, I'm a bit of a Philistine. Yeah. It's an art place. Well, it looks top notch. I give it a I give it a high marks in my estimation. I'm a renowned modern artist, well. You're an artist. I thought you were curating this. You, 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 you yourself make art. I make art as well. I had no idea. I've curated it, and I make it. I, I know the art world is like its own little society, but I, I didn't, I didn't know much about. Why that. don't you Google me? Well, I've never Googled like, you because I respect you as a coworker. So... I don't want to infringe on your rights. 
Uh, well, I've Googled you and you don't come up. What do you mean I don't? I'm sure I come up somewhere in Google. I mean, no, you don't come up. It's incredible. You don't come up at all. I'm trying to improve my uh, search engine optimization. All right, well, uh, we'll, we'll get back to this. Let's get to our clients. I've never met we these. Truly, we don't need to get back to it. Okay, well. We don't need to get back to any of it. Just real quick, what medium do you work in when you're making art? That's the only... It's none of your business. What do you mean none of my Google business? Google me and you'll find I'm out. I'm not going to Google you. All right. Google me and you'll find out. Right, let's get to our clients. I've never met... These are... Multimedia. Okay, multimedia is what you work in? All right. Uh, I might do a piece about this. It's intriguing. What do you mean? This podcast? You as a man. Ooh, I would love to be the subject of somebody's artwork. Please do. That'd be great. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> you lost nah. interest already? Okay. Exactly. Anyway, these clients, I've never met them. There's two of them. Let's connect them to the Zoom call now. Hello. Uh, are you there? Uh, are the two clients there? Yeah, what's happening? Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, my name's Toad Gingrich. <laughs> so, what's your name again, sir? <laughs> my name is Toad Gingrich. I'm Newt Gingrich's disgraced stepson. Oh, Toad. Um, Toad, so nice to, to, to have you. And, and who's your associate here? I'm Russ Wilcox. Russ, thank you. for ni- Nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. How are you? Thanks. Are you related at all to Toad Gingrich, or are you just here on your own? No, no, we're own? just you know we're we're just collaborators. We're you know we're recent sort of friends, um, and we're mm. collab. We want to collaborate on this book together. Okay, great. Well, then I'm glad you both could make it. We're fellow free speech warriors. Oh, uh, good for you. Hey, you know what? I agree with you. This is you know that's one of the great privileges and rights of our country so I'm, I'm i'm happy to help somebody celebrate it hi i'm karen oh, gosh, donahue i'm so sorry i forgot this is the copy editor her name's karen and if you guys decide to work with us this meeting is partly for you to decide if you want to hire us karen i'll do the writing and karen will do the copy editing and the grammar overseeing nice to meet you it's great nice to meet you so sorry i just got i got caught up we love grammar it's a type of free speech I guess that's right. Yeah, grammar. It corrects yeah, free getting... speech. It helps make free speech readable. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's one of the functions of grammar. Yeah, it makes, if you're expressing your ideas, grammar helps keep it clear. So let me ask you fellas a question. If you knew that this conversation was being recorded, would you be upset about that? No, that's the that's your right as an American to record anyone you, know, you want. That's part of, it's what it's, you know, it's what they don't teach you in school anymore. They don't want they don't, they don't. They don't want kids. They they kids these days they they they're all scared of getting recorded all the time. It's it's a big problem. But not us. You know, we're old school. Russ, I'm glad is it Russ or Ross? Russ. Russ, I'm so glad you said that because yeah, when I was a kid, you were ready to be, you know, if somebody came in with a camera, you jumped up and got got in front of it and waved your hands. Uh, if somebody had a tape recorder, you you couldn't wait to be recorded. Nowadays everybody's privacy this privacy that everyone's so sensitive no, it's it's disgusting i mean it's just these the the, the people these days they're, they're they're so afraid to get uh recorded or walked in on by anyone and it's you know it's like it's 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 our you know our our freedoms are in violation yeah i, I don't know about getting walked in on you know i i'm with you in the general spirit i definitely feel that people are too sensitive these days they just seem to get offended at everything 100 percent so, yeah, so you guys you guys are interested in talking about free speech or defending it. Do you have anything particular that you're looking to use as an example? Yeah, actually, you know, I got canceled for calling into Power 106 and asking them to play Freebird. You got canceled? The DJ, the, mm-hmm. Yep, the DJ said, we don't usually play that kind of music. And I said, 
oh, that kind of music. Oh, boy. And he eventually, he eventually did play Freebird, but it was too late. The media firestorm had already begun. Wow. My Twitter was deluged with two tweets. Yeah. Two tweets? Wow. It, ru- wow. it ruined two. Toad's career. You know, the, the cancel culture and- warriors, they went after Toad just because he likes rock and roll, and now his life is completely ruined, and it's just, it's disgusting. It's not fair. It is disgusting. And Toad, Toad, what was your career? Um, well, I'm Newt Gingrich's stepson. <laughs> okay, right. You. That's a career. Uh, and then I... That's a career right there. You're, what, you gotta, you know, the fallout of being so closely affiliated with a public figure? I mean... There's a lot to manage there. You know, people probably asking you questions about your stepdad that, you know, Republicans probably want you to come speak at their functions or something like that. Does that ever happen? They they used to. Oh. And now I'm persona non grata. Oh, oh by the, the Republicans? The Republicans turned against you? The phone don't ring so much anymore. I don't, they must have turned against me. Yeah. Sounds wow. like it. This is disgusting. Oh. So you've been canceled by the Republicans. Let me, just, let me just walk through the event of the canceling. So you called up Power 106, the radio station. Mm-hmm. Are you the writing this station. down, Will? I'm, yes. I'm, Are you I'm, writing it down? Yes. I mean, I'm mentally remembering it. I'm not, you know, <laughs> metaphorically, I'm writing it down. Okay. And you called up a radio station and you requested the song Freebird by Leonard Skinnerd. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Classic rock and roll American tune. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. What kind of music is Power 106 usually sort of focused on? I, I don't remember. Hip hop. Uh huh. So you're picking a song that is not totally within the type of music they would usually play. Uh, it doesn't. It's not. It wouldn't be on their regular playlists. I don't think. Yeah, but if the if the public asks for it, you gotta you gotta do it. Yeah, they That's were they speech. were triggered. They got triggered by rock and roll. They got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got triggered. That's true. And that's true. Anytime you call into a radio station, they are obligated to play what your request is. If they that is true. They, that is true. If they answer the mm-hmm. phone, they have begun a contract. And that contract and you as a, if you are really a listener, if you're listening to their station, then you are what's paying the bills, you know, indirectly because you're hearing their ads. So therefore they owe it to you. Yeah. They're violating my free speech by not taking mm-hmm, my request. Mm-hmm. And, and they did take my request, but it was too. And they actually, they, they actually did fight. take your request, just not right. They mm-hmm. gave you some guff first. No, well, when yeah. they were, they were pretty polite. They were like, "We don't usually play this kind of music on the radio," and you, and then they were, "Well, we'll we'll give it a shot." But the damage was done. So you're admitting, you're admitting they're pretty. They were pretty polite, all things considered. Well, it's still not okay. I mean, he got canceled they, yes. for it. Yeah, the consequences, the consequences happened. Toad Gingrich got canceled. Mm-hmm. And how exactly did you get canceled, Toad? I just want, like, did you get fired from a job or were you not allowed to be in a group or a club or did they delete your Twitter? No, but I saw two tweets with my name Mm -hmm. in them saying, why would you why would you call a hip hop station to request free bird? He was being flogged in the public square of the Internet. And that's, you know, he doesn't need to have a job to not lose a job. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. He, his damage is done. He won't. He'll never have a career again. How do these two people know what happened, or like figure out what your Twitter handle was? Were, were you on the air? You were on the air, Power One Hundred Six, and said Freebird, and they said no. Well, I went on. I went on Russ's uh, mm-hmm. radio show, and I played it, the clip of me on the radio, and people heard me on yeah. Russ's show. Oh, I see. I didn't realize that, Russ. So you you have a radio show also. I do. Yeah, I have a uh, I have a radio show with Steve Wilkos where uh, we describe how we have sex for three hours. It's like a call in romance sex talk <laughs> show. 
And uh, you do that every every time every episode, every episode of your show about is that? that. So you're Russ Wilcox, and you have a radio show with Steve Wilcox. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. It's how we well, we we kind of bonded over having sort of similar sounding names. Yeah. So the tweets that were tweeted at you, Toe, they weren't because of the original incident. It was because you went on Russ's show and replayed that incident, exactly. kind of looking for a reaction. I, I was I was trying to get some sympathy, you know. I was I think everyone at Power One Hundred Six is a bunch of uh, skinny jeans wearing hipsters. Yeah, I, sounds like I it. invited Toad on. I was like, "Listen, man, it's what happened to you is absolutely disgusting. We need the whole world to find out and hear just how horribly you were treated." And you know, I amplified it. I was just trying to get the word out, and you know, the damage was done by Russ. If you and Steve Wilkos, if your show is mostly you guys describing having sex, how does having guests fit into that? Like, where where is where is phone calls or appearances fit into that format? Well, it's my show. You know, I can do whatever I want. When something happens in the news that I feel like I need to talk about, you know, we we try to find to intertwine it with the you know the the sex relationship advice sort of elements of our show. And you know, when I saw what happened to Toad, I had to interrupt Wilkos. Uh, talking about hammer driving, you know his uh, various wives that he has, and we dis. And I was like, you know, we go, let's bring on my new friend Toad, so we can uh-huh. rectify and bring lights to this serious issue that uh, he's going through. I got confused by a couple words you used. What's hammer driving? Oh well, he doesn't really know about sex. It's, oh, is it a sex it's thing? A That's sec- all I need yeah, to know. It's a, the- okay, great. That's all I need to know. Well, listen to the you listen to the show and maybe you'll it. find out. <laughs> yeah, will you actually? You should listen to that show. You might, yeah, uh, figure out a few things. So, Toad, the two people who tweeted at you, do you know them at all? Nope, they're just oh. random, random libs out there trying to well, cancel we were, me. We were having issues getting attention on the story, so I created those two accounts to attack Toad, <laughs> so that we could bring lights to what he's going through. But that still means that as a result of Power 106 rejecting the request, these tweets happened. Like Yeah, I mean you might you might have done it, but that it's Power 106 it's their, is still responsible as far as I see it. Yeah. They don't they you know, he wanted to hear a rock and roll song and they hesitated they pretty for a second. said not yeah and then did eventually play. Yes. How long how long how much later in the day did they play Freebird after you requested it? I'm about one minute. It's pretty immediate. That's very fast. Mm-hmm. Russ, I'm just curious. You know, you have this show talking about your various sexual partners. Is all of the things that you say on your radio program, are they all real? Do you really have these sexual experiences? Well, it's partially sexual experiences. It's also answering sexual questions and romance questions where we have oh, people nice. call in and, uh, you know, it's... Oh, it's that's great. A sex positive show, a uh, place for people to get their questions answered. That's well, very, it's more uh, for like uh, you know guys like me to call in and to explain the things that they w- how they want to have sex and how oh. the ways in which they would love <laughs> to do sex, mainly to either porn stars that they watch obsessively, um, <laughs> okay. and uh, ways. Okay, so not questions so much, just like I wish this would happen. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
And you and I, this is a dumb, really dumb question. You and Steve are not partners. You just each describe the sexual experiences that you think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's almost like they're not even talking to each other. If you listen <laughs> to this Just sort show. of dueling monologues where they each sort of just describe. And is it sex that you just wish you were having or that you just imagine? Well, most, yeah, it's imagine that we have in sex that we do have with our wives when, you know, they let us, when, you know, they're, you know. <laughs> It's time to Into have, it. you know, sex with the wife. When it's time, yeah. Mm. When our penises it's, don't is, trigger is speci- them. Is it a specified time that you are allowed to have sex well, with Well, yeah, when you're, mari- when you're married, it's just kind of part of the code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, every couple mm-hmm. has their, they have to, yeah, deal with their sexual needs, communicate with each other, and figure out how that's a part mm-hmm. of their life. That's. I was married, I get it. Um, briefly and they didn't really have sex well, we did so that's totally not true we did have sex so mm, that's a complete not lie. really well we did really. actually more than once so you sort well of i'd like to i i actually had a threesome with will's ex-wife that's so that's that's, that that's also is. true and hey i'm not denying that i'm not someone who has to distort facts about sex uh, they weren't married when i had the threesome just to be clear yeah. but they were potentially maybe getting back together yes, but will blew it by kissing me was, yeah they don't need to hear everything about our lives. Well, just I just want to make it clear when you say you were married. Maybe next time I'll hammer on. Baggage. Maybe next time I'll hammer on, and that'll help, or whatever. Mm, you don't know what you're talking about. Like. So hammer, hammerhead. Okay, hammerhead. Hammer on is a rock and roll term. Okay, my bad. Out, outlawed now. It's illegal to do a hammer on on a guitar. Yeah, might as well yeah, be that's... right. If it doesn't fit into Power 106's vision of what music no, is, exactly. you might as well ban it. You, 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 you go well to these college campuses. They don't want to. They don't want to hear the, oh, the term how, hammered on. It's too yeah. triggering. So, Russ, Russ and Toad, are you thinking more of a, a memoir, a how-to? What are you picturing? We are basically looking for this, maybe a novel. We wanted to absolutely destroy participation trophy PC culture once and for all so they all go crying back to their mommies. Perfect. We can't read or write. That's why you That's guys perfect. are... perfect. Why we're hiring you guys? Because we don't know how to read or write. Oh, you. Well, Will has a lot of anger, so this is going to work out for I you. I do. I have a lot of anger issues, and I'm ang- and I don't like cancel culture, frankly, and I don't like thin-skinned liberals mm-hmm. who need to have the world lined up just exactly how they like it, or else they everything, you know, is or everything upsets them. So I I would love to take on this project, but I just did. I, did you guys? You said you don't know how to read or write. Is that both of you, Russ and Toad? Yeah, that's that's just never been something I've uh, been interested in so mm-hmm. much. I'm more of a yeah, talker. Yeah, no, same. I'm, I'm, public you know, yeah, I work I, in media. I talk. I, you know, I talk for a living. I don't. I don't. I don't have the time to do that. And you, you have a radio show, Russ. Is that yeah. right? Like it broadcasts mm-hmm. on the radio. What frequency and what what station are you? FM guy, AM guy. What are we talking? We're about? FM and AM. We do pod. You know, it's a podcast too. It's YouTube oh. live stream. It's all. It's all sort. It's on all the nice. things. Oh, so good. Well, like if you if you guys ever need to read, you'll do it. When if something happens in your life, you know, mm-hmm. if that comes along that means you need to read or write, you'll you'll learn how to do it. You know. Why start now? Yeah, you don't don't need to. Hey, we're we're happy to do this. Sir. I would love to write this book. I think a novel is it. A novel with a character is a very thinly veiled portrayal mm-hmm. of what happened is chapter one, and that launches the events of Toad. Of what happens to Toad after cancel culture comes for him, and we'll just show, we'll just show, we'll we'll just show how dumb all these people are who are canceling mm-hmm. Toad, or the people who would cancel Toad if they followed suit to the Twitter accounts that Russ made up. 
Yeah, we were thinking. Yeah, if Toad is sort of like a like a professor at at you know like a a, a free a free uh, safe space university type place, and you right. know he's completely out of step with all these young skinny jeans or gluten free Oreos. You're really guys obsessed and... with it. You're really obsessed with the skinny right. jeans. I've never seen a hipster that doesn't have skinny really... jeans. Well, they're not no, even that popular anymore. They're kind of not huge wearing problem. skinny jeans. Uh, you know, it's they, they 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 care more about their skinny jeans and about learning an actual trade. Yeah, or or maybe having an opinion that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Would would that be so bad? I guess it doesn't fit in the pockets of their skinny jeans. Exactly. Mm, like when you talk about learning a trade, what kind of trade? Uh, do you know well, a yeah. trade? That's my background. I didn't go to college. Uh huh. Russ, Russ, I know Russ for years. He's a comedian. I was a stand-up comedian. I can hear it. You've oh, got okay. the cadence of a seasoned stand-up mm-hmm. comedian. I Former, a very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, you know, I grew mm-hmm. up in. Uh, Manhattan and nice uh, Upper West Side Manhattan and you know just kind of uh, found my way into uh, the world of the working man and yeah uh, so you were pretty well off yeah, Upper West Side is a very well wealthy neighborhood well it's you know it's uh, it doesn't matter where you're from it's sort of the you know the, the the situations that you find yourself in that's right I totally agree so and and Toad I'm assuming you grew up pretty wealthy as well with Newt Gingrich is your stepfather? Did he remarry? Um, yes, he married my mother when I was thirty-six. <laughs> oh, so okay. he became your he became your stepdad pretty late in life. I changed my last Nude, name to Nude his. Newt immediately disowned Toad when he changed his last name to Gingrich. I I changed my first name to Toad and my last name to Gingrich. Oh, so your first name <laughs> was not oh, Toad. Yeah. You you <laughs> picked Toad. I wanted it to ma- I wanted to fit in with Newt and the family. You know. <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess it makes sense. Um, hey, I, I am so glad you guys came to me for this because I, I I feel like I am the man for this job. You know, I I've run into I don't I've had some problems with cancel culture myself. Give an example. Okay, I, there's a Starbucks in town, and I Oof. got I don't know why I went into the Starbucks because it's full of skinny jeans hipsters. But first mistake. Yeah, I, tell tell me about it. I, that's on me. These hipsters, gluten free Oreos on their breaths. That's it. You got it. So this place was full of those type of hipsters, but hey, I wanted a coffee and I didn't think I'd be there long. And I walk up and I, and uh, I asked her a coffee and they said, "What's your name?" I said, "My name's Will." They wrote it down correctly. I know it's like a joke or a thing that they get the names wrong. They got it right. And then uh, the young lady who handed me the coffee, I said, "Hey, you look really attractive sexually." And she said, "Sir, you oh, have Jesus. to leave." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I get it. So I'm not allowed to say anything." And I'm actually banned from that store. And I guess Jesus. because I didn't fit into the hipsters aesthetic or whatever they wanted and i was like oh sorry i'm not listening to enough i don't even know arcade fire or whatever it is you guys are listening to well what did you expect out of that exchange thank you for complimenting me is what i expected really from you yeah and you used the word sexually i said i thought you look very i didn't even say i'm attracted to you sexually because i can see where that would be creepy i just said you are you know just attractive sexually you know that's what you seem to be i said i said it very formally but, uh, you know, I guess I didn't get the hipster code book or whatever because I didn't say it right, and I got banned from that store permanently. These are the, they're, they're the new battlegrounds that we're facing, you know. It's, this, is, this is a war that we're going up against yeah. these people. So And you were – so you, that, that's you being canceled, Will. You're not allowed to go to that Starbucks yes, anymore? Yes, that's right. I have to go to the, some of the other ones around here. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's one that's closer to your house even. I know. 
I love that one. Hey, I, I wish I wish all Starbucks would ban me. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please don't do that. Don't don't you don't have to tell anyone that they're attractive sexually. Just don't. Well, I definitely think it would be wrong to say I'm attracted to you sexually. That feels aggressive to me. But if you just said, hey, objectively speaking, you standing there are sexually attractive. And I could see that she was offended. So, And I thought, oh, maybe I'm hurting your coworkers' feelings. So I complimented everybody behind the counter as being sexually attractive. Sort, sort of just to be gracious. You know, I'll be honest. They all weren't. But a lot of them were. And I, and I, and I got banned. Yeah. Not actually, not actually right away. I should, I say it happened pretty fast. They had a long talk about it and it was a couple of weeks later that they just, they, and they didn't ban me. They just asked me to uh, order online and pick up only. And now your life's over. No, now it's ruined. It's it not pretty okay. much is ruined. It's just oh, disgusting. You just have to order on the app. It's actually, it's actually easier to do that, to order on the app. I'm just but... saying, I know what it's like to be canceled unfairly by a bunch of thin skinned hipsters uh, who didn't have everything go exactly as they want. You wish, Will. You really wish. So I think I'm the right guy to write this book, Toad. So you say that you were 36 years old when Newt Gingrich married your mom. How old are you now? I'm 41. Okay. Yeah, it's been a little while. You've lived, you've walked in these shoes for, for quite a while. Yeah, it, it ain't easy. You know, I'm just, I got canceled by Power 106 a year ago, and I'm just walking around this earth like a ghost. So let's have a villain in your book. If you're the professor at Safe Space University, Let's, we need like a villain that really cancels you and that you can go after. I think that'll make a sad, you know, a great villain makes for a satisfying narrative. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, you know, some like gluten free, mm. skinny yes. jean wearing hipster. Let's say, let's say his name is, sorry, let's say their name is skinny, no gluten. That's what I think it should be called. That's a, just, well, that's a placeholder name for the villain. Skinny first I, name, no gluten last name. I love that. Take them down. That's really great. I really, I love the 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 concept of having him wear skinny jeans, um, and loving gluten free things. I think that you know that really hits at the matter of what what's wrong with this generation. It's a little on the nose. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> and you're so. planning on calling the university Safe Space University? Yeah, that's right. Well, it needs to. We need to get our message across. You know, this is it's for what for what it is. It's propaganda, so we need to like really lay it on thick for people. And we need a we need a character to represent Toad also, because we don't want to call him Toad Gingrich, because we we want this to be fiction, so that we so that we have license to make our point without having to stick to the facts. I don't know, maybe Newton Newton Gingrich would be good. I love I love that name. Like Fig Newtons or Isaac Newton. That's great. Yeah, that sounds, Karen, that what do you think? <laughs> I think these are really first thought ideas. Well, okay. sometimes first thoughts are the best. I think you're ideas. really. I, I think you're really. You're really trying to impress these two guys, and these guys suck. What? And Karen, you want to be friends? You want to be pals with these idiots? Karen, who nothing bad has happened to them. They just want attention. I honestly don't understand. I mean, it what sounds the deal like you've just been them. triggered. So I don't know what to tell you. It's maybe you. Oh, I'm yeah. never triggered. I don't give a fuck. You sound pretty triggered. You, you might be so triggered that you don't realize it. Karen. Well, it's just so sad because you're just so weak will mm-hmm. that you're like you're mm-hmm. blindly following yes, these guys. That's right. 
and you want to be friends. Will wants to be your friend. I'm going to say that up front. I mean, front. I'd say we are Will, friends. I'd say we are friends. Will what's would happening. like to hang out with you. Will wants to maybe be on your radio show. He's going to be an avid listener. Quick, I'm definitely going to be listening quick, to the quick, show, quick. first of all. And that's my right as an American to listen to whatever show I want to listen to. He'll also be commenting on like your page about how great you are and take him down and all that kind of stuff. Karen, this is, a, so. this is a term for people like you, and it's hater. You're being a hater right now. <laughs> there, there's another term, thought police. Oh, boy, yeah. Maybe that's a good title for the book, The the Thought Police State of Skinny No Gluten. I don't know. Really first thought. Just first thought. Every, these Maybe are it all should just be book of first thought ideas. Maybe it should be called <laughs> book of first thought ideas. N- not really giving... Much thought to this, writing down the first thing well, I, I mean, think as of. long as it gets the message across about what's going on in these college campuses, then, you know, it can be whatever, as long as it just gets the job done. Although what happened to you, Toad, did not happen on a college campus, right? You just called up on the phone. <laughs> yeah, but these ideas, they come out of college campuses, just like... That's where the issue's, like, stemming from. It's it's ground yeah. zero for, for, for the issues that we're facing as a country. Now, I don't mean to totally put you on the spot, uh, Russ, but like, what is an example of a sexual experience that you might describe on your radio show? However little or as much detail as you'd like to see. Just what type of, th- if I do listen to this show, like, I don't know, what's an example of a, a fantasy or an experience that you describe? That I would have, I mean, I mean, I would yeah. just describe having, you know, having sex with my wife and relating that to the listeners. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been married to your wife? Uh, 25 years. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Russ, I'm just curious. Thursday night's about five minutes of missionary. Is that what we're talking here? Yeah, I mean, if you, in those terms, sure. But, you know, I think there's a lot that kind of goes into it that, you know, based on sort of how I sort of see the experience and how my wife sees the experience, uh, I wouldn't put it yeah. as bluntly as that, but... Um, Five minutes of missionary. Who knows what the internal journey is? Exactly, it goes time. on. It could go on for years in your mind. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. if somebody's critical of only lasting five minutes, it's if that's the only sex you're having all week, you technically lasted seven days and five minutes. That's true. Yeah. Um, and if if foreplay is includes the time that you spend looking forward to sex, yeah, that that's. Could be longer than seven. No, exactly. And you know, I, I met my, you know, uh, my my wife and I. We we met. She was my co-host on a, a, Dis- a Discovery Channel show called Big Choppers that I used to host, where we sort of. Exp- I, think I vaguely remember Big yeah, Choppers. Yeah, it's the show where um, guys with their big motorcycles and their even bigger mouths would just uh, gab about their big motorcycles, and you know, we would get an inside look of how big their mouths are compared to the big motorcycles that they rode on. And f- and how physically big their mouths are? That was part of the no, show. No, that was the big. That's called big choppers. That's why it was kind yeah. of like an exploration of the two things that could be choppers. It's a double entendre. Yeah. Well, I think I've got enough information here to get this book going. Karen, do you have any questions for our fine for our fine gentleman guests? Truly, no. Okay. Do you guys mind if we call you tomorrow this time? Because sometimes we get follow. We just like to sleep on it and see if we have any follow up questions. Are you free this time tomorrow? That that is your right to decide when you would like to call us. You know, damn He's, right. I'm calling you this time tomorrow. All right. Yeah. So that's get ready for it. Yeah, they'd call it a microaggression. These Oreo breath hipsters. 
God, them and their Oreos. You're really obsessed with the Oreos and the or and the gluten free. Well, what's Oreos? wrong with regular Oreos? That's the thing. They want them to be gluten free. It doesn't make any sense. It's, why is it constantly Oreos though? It's just gluten's the best just, part of Oreos. I exactly guess is what, I, yeah. what I'm hearing. The libs have ruined or they were triggered by Oreos. You need to have a certain haircut to eat the Oreos now. It's disgusting. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. I love you okay. guys. All right, so we'll we'll call you this time tomorrow, and uh, we'll look forward to talking some more. Sounds All right, good. well, you guys take care. See you later, okay. amigos. Hello. If you're enjoying I Will Write Your Book, Please do that thing that every podcast asks you to do and go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us getting to new audience members. Also, if you have ever heard of social media, there's I Will Write Your Book on Instagram and I Will Write Your on Twitter, which features photos of our guests. And sometimes we get fun fan art that mocks up the covers of these books that we are talking about on these episodes. And it's really fun. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. And thanks so much for listening. Cassette tape number 11, a meeting between myself and Karen Donahue at her Hall of Mirrors. Uh, Karen's place is, this place is incredible. Yeah. And this is your artwork? Yeah. It's not just you installing somebody else's artwork? Well, no, this, this, I, is, I curated. Okay. So, in right here, we're, I'm just looking at art that of other people that that you have yeah. commissioned yes. or whatever. Okay. Well, it's really lovely. Well, looking. my stuff's in the next room if you want to. Yeah, see let's it. go see it. I'm really excited about this book. I think these guys are great, and I think it's going to sell. And I think it's real zeitgeisty. I call this piece of shit. This right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm just noticing it does look a lot like a real turd. Is what this looks like. Right. Right. And it mm-hmm. smells like one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is shit is what this is. Yes, okay. exactly. Right. You get Interesting. it. Interesting. That's very visceral. I'll remember that later. Yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. Sorry to be gross. Whose shit is it? Oh, it's a culmination of lovers. Which is why it's... My lovers. Lovers of yeah, mine. which is why this is hardened poop. You've collected this. Oh, yeah, and I can see that I can see that it's... I can see the separations that it's actually different poops right 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 yeah you get it i mean i think what i'm trying to say is that we're all human yeah every, everybody everybody poops. poops just like the kids book says yeah that it's a it's mm-hmm. a great message we we're right. united by this mm-hmm. yeah well i really don't want you to get messed up with these guys they're no good you're gonna turn into one of them you're already an incel <laughs> hey that's not true i'm not involuntarily celibate Yes, you no, are. No, I'm not. I have had... Are you voluntarily celibate? You're a vol cell? Well, I'm not celibate is the part that I... Is that I dispute. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been having sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. With whom? A young lady that I've been dating. Oh, come on. Yes. Yes. Gosh, why is that so hard to believe? It's impossible to believe. Well, I'm having I'm having relations and I've begun dating somebody and it's it's in the early stages, but I think it's going going well. Hmm. Um, what's her name? Wendy. Wendy. I I don't think I don't think I should say her last name on this recording. <laughs> okay, it's pretty early, and I don't fine. think that would be like a violation. I truly don't believe you. No, it's happening. Why would I? That's insane. That I. 
I'm di- yeah. It is insane. It is insane. So I don't know why you're doing that because I don't care, Will. I met her. I don't care. I met her when I was um, I was doing uh some shuttle runs. You're think. It seems like well, you're I'm trying to remember trying the term. I was like running back and forth, picking up blocks and timing how fast I could bring a series of blocks one at a time over a fifty yard distance. And that's called okay. a shuttle run, which I, I forgot what that right. was called. Okay, you're in a park. I did a park doing a shuttle run, and she asked me if she could borrow some of the blocks. We started a conversation and, and yeah, we met for lunch, and now we're seeing each other. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Will. Yeah. And I don't, Good for I you. I don't mean to be overly gross or overly personal, but sex is part of this relationship that I'm You're having sex. Yeah, that's right. So I'm not in cell because I'm not cell. In fact, wow. I'm vol sex, voluntarily sexual. So now it really makes me worry of these guys because I really don't, you're going to ruin this thing with this Wendy. If you get involved with these guys, you're going to start, start saying like such terrible things. No, 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 no. She's chill. You, all Wendy of your insecurities so are really going to come out. She's not judgmental and she's just, none of that's going to bother her. I mean, yeah, she might disagree with some of it, but that's, that's, it's not going to hurt anything. I call this one fountain. Right here? Yeah. Huh. And it's like uh, it's also a piece of shit. Is my, am I seeing that right? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's a diarrhea fountain. Huh. Let me just turn that on here. Wow, look at that. That really is. Look at that. That's, that's visceral. Mm-hmm. It's visceral. Yeah. Right. Because you think it's a chocolate fountain. Yes, you that's know, what I would. I'm glad that's you delightful, told me. Delightful. Yeah. Something that's decadent, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not. I love that irony. That's good irony. Yeah. But I do have these marshmallows here. Just This is really entrapping people, I think, into tasting diarrhea. Uh, I'm glad that you told me it was diarrhea because I... Well, if people want to, they can. That's part of the work is that you can interact with mm. it. Mm. You can really interact with I it. I see. Well. And I call this sad man. And this is me, clearly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty good rendering of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said you curated this, or is this one of yours? No, Th- these, these are my are works. Yours, so you did these this. are my works. These are my- and these are. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> You're mad at that? I just got. I'm just disoriented. I explained to you what happened. We're in the okay, hall. Yeah. I curated I forgot, that. I forgot. Work. I, I got, put that together. Yeah. I put together that installation. These are my okay, pieces. Yes. These are my pieces. Okay. It's pretty important to be here. And this is you've done. You drew me in chalk, and it's called Sad Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'd say I look pretty happy here. But then I have the chalk here, and people are welcome to, you know, make whatever adjustments they want. Oh, I see. Want. And that's why there's a big mustache on me right now? Mm-hmm. Somebody drew the big mm-hmm. mustache? Right, right, you know, right. That's pretty fun, actually. I, I, I'm, you can have a hand at it. I'll put a big muscle here on my arm. <laughs> Oops, that looks... That didn't look like a muscle. Looks like I drew no. a big cyst. Don't, you can't erase it. Oh, Don't erase oh, it. Shit, okay. Well... Such is the process. Such is the process. I'll come back in uh, maybe a week and see what it looks like. All right, cassette tape 13. This is a meeting with Karen Donahue. Hello, Karen. Thanks for joining me. And I'm connecting in Russ and Toad. Russ and Toad, welcome back. Thank you for having us back. Hey, of course. Fellow. Thank <laughs> you. How's that book coming along? Oh, well, I haven't it's, started yet, but. Uh, it's not done? Oh no no I this would be the follow up. Oh, that's Meeting a, huge, that's a couple- huge problem. We kind of oh, why? Well, we already we already signed a deal with a publishing company and kind of had a oh, my date in mind God. to 
have it set out for today. Wait, wait, wait. We talked yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so then you, and then in, since we spoke, you made a deal with a publishing company and, and you arranged for the date of it being released was today. Yeah. Oh, so the, the people want to hear this stuff. You know, it's a huge market to, to you know, fight against these gluten free and short haircut having cancel culture folks. And we want to <laughs> yeah. get it on the market. Skinny jean wearing. OK. Yes. I, I agree that there's a market for this. I just even, even if I had started, it wouldn't be done today. I mean, this is typically a three week and that's pretty fast, but I, I could get a book mm-hmm. to get a draft in three weeks. It'd be a short novel, but I could do it in three. I mean, I three, and then three a second weeks, draft, three, another you know another three weeks. I mean, and, I mean but th- by the time three weeks pass, you know the 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 country could just be on fire. It could be over for us. The cancel culture warriors they could have taken over the entire country by that point. I I just don't know uh, if that if that's going to yeah. work. Uh, okay. Uh, well. Okay, well, let's say three weeks to finish it. Three weeks to finish it. That's that's one draft and done. I'll get a draft and Karen will, Karen will help me and she'll just... Well, yeah. Well, I'm not going to help you with what? this one. Karen? No way. I'm not... I'm out. This is what we're up I against. Out. We've been canceled by Karen. This is awful. And, I, you know, Karen. I'm going to be honest, you know, Will, I... I think if you are going to be the guy who is going to write this book for us, we do need someone who has kind of had the experience of, uh, you know, public cancellation, public humiliation to the degree that we are sort of looking for. So I think we need someone to kind of speak from the experience of someone who was canceled on a college campus. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll get canceled. I'll get canceled today on a college campus. I'll head right down. Some college campus, I'll find some Oreo breathed, you know, attractive person, and just I'll just harass the crap out of them, and then they'll, then I'll get I'll just get canceled. Well, what are you doing? What? what are you doing? What are you doing? This is who you want to be. This is who you want to become. I just don't want to lose. It. Tell these guys to fuck they, off. They want me to have a write a other. book done today. <laughs> They're going to be such pains in the ass. I, this whole process. I don't agree with. They nothing, wanted a book today, and they're treating collaborative and in good spirits. I totally I think agree. some people are just getting triggered by how we sort of uh, approach and see the world. Look, I truly don't care. Okay, I'm a hundred percent not triggered. I don't give a fuck what you say. No, hey, I, I, I make I, I sculptures out of shit. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I guys, I think I have been triggered. I think I'm triggered, and I'm also gonna have to cancel you guys. I can't do this. The deadline you know. is too much, and um, if I'm just being honest, I've been triggered by your by the deadline, and yeah, I'm gonna have to pass. Also, I, th- I think it's not a good fit. Is what it's looking like. Wow, Will, not surprised. You know, this is the world we're this living. Is- you know, R- Russ records a radio show every week in three hours time. You can't write a book. The, yeah, in, I'm writing a book every know, day. One day. This is triggering me because I spend. I'm actually a very fast writer, and three weeks for a draft of a novel is extremely, ex- really, almost dangerously fast, like irresponsibly fast. And I'm and I'm, I'm triggered, and I'm just and I'm and I respect you guys, which is why I'm telling you that well, I'm triggered. Well, you're just being too weak right now. Too you're being weak? too weak and too kind. You're saying I'm politely declining to This is their la- well, this, this is their language, is, Karen. You sound you sound just like a, a a college kid that eats gluten-free Oreos and just wants to Yeah, well, tell these guys to fuck off. It's not necessary. I respect their views. 
But I am triggered, no. and I'm not going to be able to do this book. Will, what is wrong with Nothing you? Nothing is wrong with me. I'm perfect. Hey, do you guys want to help us answer some mail? I, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't know why we okay. would, but I guess we will. So, uh, everybody, we have an email address. It's book at willhines.net. B-O-O-K at W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S dot net. This is for hardcore fans of the publishing industry only. Or anyone. anyone hardcore fans anyone, only who want to talk anyone. about publishing or have questions. We have we have a, a lot of email, actually, so we're not going to be able to get through all of it. But uh, we'll go through two or three of them, seeing, seeing how this goes. All right, so here's the first one. It's from Daddy O. McFlurry. Karen and Will, I'm in way over my head, and I need some help urgently. I recently started a podcast about ghostwriting. Oh, interesting. And it became an... International sensation overnight. Wow. Wow. Within a few days, I was getting contracts to ghostwrite from all over the place. Blinded by all the money I was being offered, I accepted every pitch. Jesus. Mm. The problem is I've never ghostwritten a book. It may seem strange to you guys, but I'm not really a ghostwriter. I was just using the publishing industry as a framework for improv comedy. Sounds gross. Oh, weird. I was thinking about pawning the work off onto an actual ghostwriter, but I lost all my money when the game stock tanked. Probably means... GameStop. GameStop stock. These GameStop deadlines stock got canceled. GameStop stock. They got canceled. By these stock market libs. Uh, that's right. <laughs> the liberals that's actually, the that's actually accurate. These deadlines are coming around the corner, and I'm low-key fucked. So I guess my question is, how do you ghostwrite a book? Thanks, Daddy-O McFlurry. Wow. What a situation. First of all, using it for improv comedy. Um, sounds gross. I mean, also like an or an art form that no one wants or cares about. You mean ghostwriting? No, improv. Will I, uh, Daddy O McFlurry? You know, you might want to pawn some of these jobs off on Will. I mean, I could take that's that. gonna delegating. That's like the number one job of a ghostwriter is to delegate, 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 you know, get someone else to do it. See, so, because that's the beauty of ghostwriting. Someone gets you to write a book, but you as the ghostwriter get someone else to write that book. That's and you need a ghost ghostwriter is what you need. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, daddy, oh, I'm open to that. And I'm really sorry to hear that you lost your money in the GameStop stock crash. I agree um, with Toad. Also, GameStop got GameStop stock got canceled. If you want to, if you do actually want to write some of these books, just do what Will does. His first thought idea is he's sitting on the toilet. He just kind of starts typing away. Doesn't really matter. Your name's not on it. It doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. What do you guys think, Russ and Toad? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't really feel like I need to acknowledge these folks that are reaching out to you for help. You know, y'all y'all didn't help me. Okay, yeah. yeah. Setting True. a bad example. What have they, True. What have they done I, for I'm, you? Fair point. I'm rooting for this person to fail. I don't I don't know who, <laughs> who this person is on the other end. They could be wearing skinny jeans for all I know. They could have a college degree in gluten-free Oreo design. You know, they have no real life skills or anything of worth to add to the world. So why would I care what their problems are? That's tough. Tough talk, but it, I, I, I'm sure they respect your honesty. Let's go to the next email. This is from Aaron M., Hello, Will. Vegan name. Vegan name, you said? Vegan name, Aaron. Hard we used pass. to have, back, in, back when I was born, we used to have men named Dave, Chuck, Tom. <laughs> now, the, now the kids are all named Aaron. and Gluten-free uh, Oreo. It's just out of control, yeah, yeah. the names. It's, it's out of control. Oh, great. This does sound pretty vegan. Let's see, let's see if that's borne out by this email. Hello, Will. Oh, the subject is a hardcore publishing fan's question. Hello, Will. I'm a diehard fan of the publishing industry. Good. 
and all things related to the world of text. Great. Bantam Books and Repeater Publishing really get me going. That's interesting. He's a fan of particular publishing companies. After listening to the majority of one podcast episode, okay, I'm curious as to how you began as a ghostwriter. I know that finding any audience is difficult, but I imagine that finding an audience that has transcended this plane is even more trying. What is it about ghosts that move you to write specifically for their needs? Thank you. Keep up the okay work, Aaron M. Well, we've had this mistake already happen a couple times. People think the term ghostwriter means that I am a ghost or we're writing for a ghost, and that's actually not what's happening. I write for real people. I just, I don't get credit for the books that I write, so I am sort of a ghost. You should call it something else. No credit book writing guy. Oh, that is true. Misleading. True, that would clear it up. That would really clear it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you could be a ghost. Well, I don't think so. I'm sure that I'm real. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe start really start thinking about what you do with your whole day, and see if it kind of gets away from you. Like, I, I certainly are, lose do. You track feel of like time. you're living in a dream, kind of. Sometimes, yeah, yeah I feel like that. But I don't think that's because I'm a ghost. I think it's just because I'm in a very zen mental state, and I'm quite happy. Hmm. You know, maybe you should start writing for ghosts. Let's just do one more email, and then we'll call it a day. All right. I'm just going to ignore you, if, your little if, jibes. If you need to write books for ghosts and you'll get our book done, I'll kill myself and, and I'll be a ghost and then you can write the book. If that speeds things That's up. not the problem. You could be alive or dead and it would not be able or, to speed me up at, at all, Russ. I'm sorry. Well, fine. Do you, do you think that there are gluten-free Oreo-breathed skinny jean-wearing ghosts? There must be. Well, yeah. I mean. Going to have nightmares all week now, Karen. <laughs> sorry. That could be a, you sorry, should write a, a, a horror movie about that. Maybe we will. It's a good pitch. Good pitch, Russ. All right, this is our last email. This is from Larry. Subject, notoriously hardcore publishing fanatic. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. As an infamously diligent hardcore publishing industry stand slash fanatic, although I've never heard of Larry, like seriously, as someone who thinks about little else than books being published, like as a stone-cold top-to-bottom nut-about-book publishing open parenthesis with no sense of humor about it, open bracket, I've ended a years-long relationship simply over criticism of the book publishing industry, close bracket, close parenthesis. I was just wondering, real quick, colon, A, what does it mean to publish a book? And B, if you have time, how does the entire process go and where did it start maybe? Thanks, love, Larry. Well, those are broad questions. Now, well, see, I think that people feel like they have to prove to you that they're a hardcore fan when they write a letter. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think this person, nor the last, are hardcore fans of the publishing industry. So I think you need to kind of get rid of saying that because no one is a hardcore fan of the publishing industry. And often when you start off with these emails, I think, wow, juice, there's really somebody who's a hardcore fan of the publishing mm-hmm. industry. And then come to find out they know nothing about the publishing industry. Okay. It's interesting. I feel this person is a hardcore publishing fan. They've said it many times in many ways in their email. So I don't think that you would say that if it wasn't true. Uh, and I mm-hmm. wish I did have time to answer this person's questions, but they're extremely broad as they ask me to summarize the entire process of how it's done. So I'm not going to have time to get into it, but I just want to say thank you as a fellow fan of the publishing industry for writing in Larry, although I've never heard of you. 
I I like this layer. You know, I think they're kind of using this letter to you to substitute as a college education. You know, they're asking such broad questions. What is a book? How does a book get made? Mm-hmm. Take me from start to finish, from a tree getting chopped down to it turning into a book in a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, they're avoiding wow. college. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Which is good. Polluted by these ideas. Yeah, they keep their independent thought alive. So, Larry, that's good. Sounds like you're you're not you've not been triggered, and you are protecting your free speech. I think that's all we have time for. But uh, yeah, if you want to send us an email, we are book at net. You can send us an email. If only if you are a hardcore fan of the publishing industry, we'd be happy to no, answer your I question. I think anyone anyone could write a book. Well, you didn't answer that question. And this is seemingly a hardcore fan, and you did not answer Larry's question. Tetal. You know what? Well, uh, it might be something to think about. Maybe Larry's got something there. Maybe you should kind of talk about your process in one of these episodes. Maybe I will. It's a great idea. Hmm. Maybe yeah. we'll have a segment. You know, beyond just talking to clients. Maybe we'll go over how it's done, the whole process. But uh, we don't have time today. Well, I, I sold all my pieces. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I sold all my pieces. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, guys, um, I don't, they don't need Karen's to. Karen's an artist. No, she's an, she's I don't, an artist. Who cares? You don't have to tell them. Yeah, I'm, among other happy, to, happy to do it. Art has no value to us. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I guess Nothing. they're not the right guys to talk to you about it. Well, <laughs> right. it's just a way for liberals to turn their tears into money, into capital. <laughs> True. I made a lot of money. Actually, it's true. Well, um, guy, Russ, Toad, we're out of time. I just wanted to thank you so much for being on our show. And uh, Oh, this is a show. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. And uh, and um, I'm sorry it didn't work out with writing the books. Well, thanks for nothing. Maybe another I time. Guess. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, what do you have not. planned for the rest of the day? I was just going to, since I've been canceled, I was just going to lay motionless on my bed <laughs> staring at the ceiling for eight hours. Okay, Russ. Well, now that you know you're not pick, I, I might have to go onto a college campus and try to get canceled so I can get this book off the grounds. Mm. Well, good luck with both those things. If you ever learn to read or write, you can send us an email. Not going to happen. Uh, not happening, bud. Never. <laughs> okay. Nice try. All right, well, goodbye. Hello, thanks for listening to another episode of I Would Write Your Book. I Will Write Your Book. <laughs> I, get, I would. I, I would. Uh, my name is Will Hines. I played a character named Will Hines. Um, I would like to plug my other podcast, Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. It's where me and my brother talk about comic books. It is the least necessary and not at all in demand podcast, but uh, we're doing a season of guests and we're having some uh, pretty impressive professionals from Marvel Comics and other places talk about their favorite their favorite books. So check it out if you're a comics nerd. Pam? Pam Murphy. I played Karen Donahue as per usual. Murphy plays on Twitter and Instagram. Always posting nonstop. Getting so many retweets. It's cray! <laughs> cray! Hey, if you like this podcast, recommend it to your friends. Rate and review. Subscribe. I didn't know. Alright, thank you, Pam. And then our guests, uh, Brad and Nick. Who'd like to go first? Brad, why don't you go first? I'll go first. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm Brad Evans. I played uh, the character of Toad Gingrich. I absolutely disappeared into the character of Toad Gingrich. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to check out me and Nick's stuff, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bradford Evans. I'm Nick. Nick I'm is. Nick Sorelli. I played Russ Wilcox. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at, at Nick Sorelli on Twitter and watch me and Brad's videos. Uh, yes. Uh, Very Brad. funny videos. Very funny videos. Oh, Brad Nick are hilarious comedy writers and great uh, sketch comedians. And uh, yeah, check out their stuff. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're already a fan. But if for some reason you're not, check it out. You're going to love it. 
Um, oh, yeah, we have a right, website, that... nickandbrad.com. Nickandbrad.com. Great. Hey, that's that's way better than book at wilhines.net, <laughs> which is something that I feel like is never going to be remembered by anybody. You spell it out and everything. I know. I feel like I have to. Wait, what is your <laughs> website again? Uh, nickandbrad.com. Yeah, nickandbrad.com. See, rolls right off the top. Thanks for being on the show, guys, and goodbye, everyone. I'll see you next episode. Bye. Oh, hello, listeners of I Will Write Your Book. Are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Hi, I'm Nick. And Let's, I'm Uriel. And we're the hosts of Hella in, in Your Thirties. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. <laughs> That's right. So every Monday we invite you into our living room or out into the world on whatever adventures we go on. Or into our living room for an adventure in our living room. <laughs> yeah, like having your wife challenge you to a great British baking show style competition in your own kitchen. That's right. Or maybe, you know, you want to know what it's like to volunteer at a food bank. Or maybe, uh, well, you know, you want to hear what it's like to foster kittens in the midst of a pandemic. That's right. Super easy. But giving cats medication is literally the worst thing in the world <laughs> okay anyways if you want to hang out with us find us every monday hella in your 30s wherever you get your podcast Bye. So tomorrow's a new day let's order pizza